Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Jacob Bonner is joining us. I'm assuming he hasn't, maybe he doesn't root because he's a journalist, but um, Jacob, here, we, we do two things here. We root for Arkansas and we root against Texas. So the Longhorns <laughs> have advanced and we're very disappointed in that. Uh, it'll mean more here soon when they're in the SEC, but for now, we'll just uh, hate them from afar. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I don't get in on the hate of teams, but uh, I am from Oklahoma, so, you know, it's pretty common around here to hate Texas, I guess. Well, get with the program, pal. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob works for the Oklahoman, as we've been telling you. He's uh, covering college sports for them, and it has been as wild a regional as any of us can remember. I don't know how old you are, but we're getting up there, and it has been the craziest weekend, and not just at Arkansas and, and Stillwater and all that. I mean, look around the country, all these 20-run 20, 20 games being scored. It's just... It's nuts. It's just been a wild, wild weekend. How's it been over there covering it? It's it's been absolutely insane. Um, I've not. I, this is not what I expected um, by any means. You know, OSU's played some crazy games throughout the season, but they played nothing like this. Where you know they had they had the series in Austin that they swept Texas. Um, you know, they were down big uh, that in the Sunday game going for the sweep, and Jeez. it looked like they were toast, and they scored ten runs in the seventh inning and ended up winning that game. And, um, you kind of you kind of saw then that they had the ability to do the ORU in a midweek game, but to do this at this level, you're down twelve nothing Sunday, uh, three innings into the game against Missouri State after you've had your, you know, you had the gut punch of losing to Arkansas Saturday night and to come back and score seventeen runs and end up winning twenty nine fifteen and then go and score fourteen more and and battle back twice against Arkansas in the in the ninth and tenth inning to to win that game. I mean it's. It was remarkable. I had never seen a day of baseball like that. Um, you know, I've watched a ton of baseball in my life, and I'm obsessed with the sport. And to see that and to see what they pulled off there and then to know they still have a chance tonight is, is pretty just astounding to me. Rock Riggio has become uh, one of the, the villains of college baseball for <laughs> Arkansas fans. Right. But, man, I got the way he hits – uh, it, it's it's incredible. I mean, I got to give him respect because he is a, a very tough out. Has he been like that all year, or is he just hot? Uh, it's a mix of both. He's been like that for the most part. Um, the wild thing about Barack is he's a true freshman, and you know he's come in and become this this spark plug uh, atop the order. Um, he hit first or second throughout the, the whole season, um, you know, and and they weren't sure at the beginning of the year how quick he'd be ready because. He had shoulder injury and, sh- and surgery in the off season. Um, come out of high school on, on summer ball, and um, they got him ready in time for the opener. And he's he's really taken off since then. He's had some lulls, but I mean, right now he's he's it's a combination of him just being really good and he's really hot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know he's become that villain, like you mentioned. I mentioned that to someone earlier that he's this villain, but you've also got to love the guy the way he plays. Um, you know, I, I assume opponents all opponents hate him besides Arkansas just because of the way he plays, but. But OSU loves the guy. I think sometimes they want to maybe ram in a little bit just because he might, you know, instigate some things they don't want to instigate necessarily. But it's hard to argue with this guy's passion and the way he impacts his team. Yeah, he's uh, one of those type of guys. If he's on your team, you love him. And if he's on the other team, you love to hate him. It's just that yeah. kind of personality. But he just seems to be thriving in, in the moment right okay, now. Okay, Wes. Yeah. All right, quit quit sucking up to the opponent. Um, Jacob, Wes is I here. respect that dude. Wes I, is on my, Wes I is don't on my like nerves. him, but I respect him. Wes is on my nerves. He's being too negative about Arkansas today. Uh, what's going on over in Stillwater? <laughs> I mean, it's a great facility. you got some baseball tradition. you got a top-ranked team. But we're looking in the stands, and there's all these seats open. What's going on with the crowds? 
You know, I mean, I think uh, yesterday a little bit, the, the, the fans got a little disheartened after Saturday night, but it was a great crowd Saturday night. It ended up being a really good crowd last night. Um, you know, and tonight will be interesting because the softball team is playing in the, the World Series uh, just up the up the you know down the road in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City, and so you know that that's kind of mixing things a little bit up too. You know, Friday night or, or Saturday night actually was the same situation. The softball team played at the same time as the baseball team, and so some fans are having to split a little bit, you know, and kind of make some decisions at times that that makes it difficult. But you know, they put that stadium holds eight thousand, and they had uh, a little over seven thousand on Saturday night, and uh, I don't know what the crowd was last night, but it was. It was a good crowd last night for for a game that I don't think you know that OSU fans were necessarily playing on once they got down twelve nothing early in the day. Yeah, have the balls been flying out of that park all year like that? It it's just crazy to me to watch some of those hits and they look like line drives in the gap and the next thing you know they're out of the park and so yeah. I, I don't and the, and this park is a little bit bigger than Bomb Stadium and I haven't seen it anything like it's got me questioning wondering if the NCAA has changed out the baseballs and we're playing with juice balls in the regionals. Right, yeah, I think I've seen that question raised across the country. I mean, I don't, I don't it's it's hard to tell. I mean, th- there's been some decent amount of home runs, and you know, when you got OSU has guys like Nolan McLean and Griffin Dorsey and hit the ball a mile, and you know they changed that ballpark real fast. But you know, it's it's been jumping this week. I think that you know we're past, you know, we're a little bit past some storm seasons, a little bit with tornadoes and stuff, and the air is not as heavy and um, balls carrying. But then I noticed last night it seemed like through part of the, the game that the ball wasn't carrying as well to right as I thought it was earlier in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that there were some home runs hit that direction later, but there was a couple balls up in the air that I thought would have left Saturday night, but not last night. And, you know, it's, it's you know, and Josh was holiday was asked about it last night. And um, he said, basically that, you know, and, and I agree with him. There hadn't been a lot of cheap shots, uh, cheap home runs this no. weekend for, for any of the four teams involved. Um, you know, 39 home runs total between the four teams. You know, he, he said there's maybe been one or two that have gone out on the left that maybe shouldn't have gone out in a normal day, but uh, pretty much everything's been hit really hard. And, you know, I think part of that is when you look at Arkansas and OSU's lineup, these are, these are really big, talented hitters that, mm. that hit the ball hard, and I think the ball's just going. Yeah, there's been a lot of mashing. Uh, I'm curious about the recruitment of Brock Lesnar to your team. How did you guys get him on the roster? That's <laughs> it's been very impressive. That dude looks so out of place unless he's got a bat in his hand. It's like, oh, I get it now. I mean, I mean yeah. there's really no question. Like you're, you're like that dude's not a shortstop, right? You're like, okay, if you give me the picture of the DH. That's him. That guy is uh, he's something. He, What's his story? You know, Griffin Dorshin is 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 an incredible story. Um, he spent four years at uh, Northern Kentucky with the Norse and. Um, never like got to play in the NCAA. Yeah, yeah, never, never got to play in the NCAA tournament. Um, his only postseason experience really was he won the the College World Series home run derby a few years ago got in you. Omaha. Um, you know, I mean, all he does is hit home runs. Uh, he's a guy that is probably the one of the, be- the probably the best personality on the whole team. To be honest, he's he's the nicest guy. Um, really big into anime tattoos. <laughs> he obviously he's got his hair. And the mohawk and bleach blonde, he dies it himself. Um, just a real big character. He's the one that originated the horse that they ride on the home run celebration a couple weeks ago. He got that in Waco, and um, he's just—he's this guy that's really brought this new dynamic to this team of both in the clubhouse. You know, he brought card games along because he's an older guy. He's a grad transfer. He's—he's um, he's really united that clubhouse. Then he goes out there and he changes the game with the swing of the bat. I mean, he's. He hit the go-ahead grand slam in Austin, that 10-run inning. 
on for the sweep. He had to go ahead grand slam yesterday against Missouri State. He hit that laser last night against Arkansas. Um, he's just, you know, he's hit the ball over that scoreboard in the indoor multiple times hmm. during the season. He had a 513-foot home run, 500, another 500-foot 500 home run. I mean, he just mashes the baseball, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And when you got a guy like Matt Holiday as your hitting coach, it really adds to it as well. Jacob, I can tell you from Arkansas's perspective, there's nothing fun about it whatsoever. <laughs> Jacob Unruh is joining us from the Oklahoma on the brand and moving and storage hotline. So the big question for Arkansas tonight is who's going to throw? Now, I think Arkansas is in decent shape. Wes will argue to the contrary. And admittedly, the guys that they have leaned on all year have not pitched particularly well in their last outings. And we're talking about Wiggins and Hagen-Smith. But they each threw hardly at all so far. And then you've got Zeb Vermillion, another guy that we're not really always sure what to expect from him either. But to me, Arkansas right. is in reasonably good shape from a pitching perspective. How about Oklahoma State? That's that's a big question. You know, Bryce Osmond, a Sunday starter, is out with a shoulder injury. Um, he hasn't pitched since, uh, oh, man, before the Big 12 tournament. Um, so he's not available. Um, you know, they used Trevor Martin yesterday against Missouri State. That would have been a guy that maybe they could have started today. Mitchell Stone pitched really well last night, obviously. Um, but I think, you know, I, I question, you know, Josh wouldn't answer the question last night, and as rightfully so, they had two days, two games of baseball they were trying to regroup. But I, I wonder if they're going to bring back Victor Madero's uh, Friday night starter on short rest. Um, you know, he only threw, I think, 80, 90 pitches. Um, and they mentioned Friday night that, that he could come back on, on some short rest if they needed him to, um, which was new to, news to me. And so I think that's kind of where they might lean. Um, but then you got guys like Nolan McLean, I think, can come back again. Um, I think Rowan Van Soccer's done. Uh, you know, Houston Morrill was, is available. Kale Davis is available. Um, those guys have been reliable. Um, and Roman's been one of the most reliable relievers, if not the most reliable reliever all season. He just had a bad weekend. Um, has not thrown strikes and has been hittable when he gets it over the plate. And, um, so, you know, I think they, I don't think they go to him tonight, but other than that, it's pretty much all hands deck. Um, yeah. but I think, you know, I, I would not be surprised to see Victor Madero's. I don't know if he can get in and out of Dustin Campbell or not, but he only threw like 80, 85 pitches, which is a really low count for him hmm. when he threw Saturday against Arkansas. And so I don't know if you try to bring him back, but you also don't want to risk your ace not being ready to go if you get on the Supers. So it's kind of a weird situation for OSU, but I think that this team has shown a lot of depth throughout the season, and um, that's why they almost came back and got the championship. You know, they almost got the championship game in Big 12 because they lost that first game when Pete Hansen of Texas just kind of shut them down and had to fall back, fall back to the loser bracket, and here they got there. And that's because they had this depth that – that uh, really can kind of separate them from teams. Who would close it out? We were talking about Arkansas. If, if they get the lead in the ninth inning, I don't know who gets their last three outs. What about for Oklahoma State? Because it seems like they've used their their top relievers uh, here in the last couple of games. Who would close it out? You know, if, if Nolan McLean's available, he's going to close it out. Um, I don't think there's any question there. That's their guy in the ninth now. And um, if, if they have the lead and he's available – um, which I assume he might be, um, then they're going to go to him again. Uh, he throws really hard and really well and has come along. And the, the crazy thing about him is you see him hit the ball a mile last night, but draft talk now kind of centers on him as a pitcher. Um, this year he's a draft-eligible sophomore, and going into the year it was going to be as a third baseman, and now you kind of wonder because he struck out over 100 times. His swings have been a mess a lot of the season, and so he's he's kind of – scuffled at the plate at times and the draft stock kind of been hit there but now 
you know, he didn't really pitch much last year. He had some back problems. And this year he's really become on as their closer and, and been their guy uh, in late innings. And so he, he's making some money as a pitcher. Jacob, thanks for the time, my friend. It's going to be, I assume, another wild one tonight. We, yeah. I kind of joked on Twitter this morning, and I'll probably watch it end up 3-2 or something tonight. But, well, uh, I, I've been joking with, you know, I, somewhat joking with my beat partner, Scott Wright, that like, tonight might be a disappointment. Someone might blow, blow the other team out. You know, yeah. it just might be, you know, we're at the point now in this weekend that maybe something's just going to, how do you get your, how do you top the last two days? You can't, yeah, probably. No. But I, I would take something yeah. close. Extra inning walk-off. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope Arkansas doesn't blow out Oklahoma State. I hope it's a good game, but whatever. We'll see. <laughs> see how it goes. <laughs> anyway, hey, thanks for the time, my yeah. friend. I know you got a busy day. Thanks right. so much. Uh, maybe we'll talk again here down the road if for some reason Arkansas comes up short. We can talk about uh, Supers or whatever, but it'll be depressing. All right. I appreciate it. All right, Jacob. Thanks, buddy.